This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 14th of April. In your Squiz today, Christine Holgate drops bombs. Racial unrest in the US. China steps it up over Taiwan. And time for a haircut. This is your Squiz today. Yesterday, former Australia Post boss Christine Holgate fronted a Senate inquiry into her controversial departure. Claire, she had a lot to say. She accused the chairman, Lucio Di Bartolomeo, of lying. She also said she was bullied by Prime Minister Scott Morrison after he took aim at her in Parliament over the taxpayer-funded purchase of Cartier watches for executives. Just to back it up a bit, it was in October last year that she fronted the same Senate committee and disclosed the purchase of those watches. And in those moments, her career really fell apart at quick speed. Her statement there that she didn't use taxpayers' money to buy those watches because she believed Australia Post was a commercial enterprise led Prime Minister Morrison to call for her to stand down. He said that the purchase of those fancy timepieces was disgraceful and said that she should stand aside. Labor joined in calls for Holgate's head and she says that she was under extreme pressure and she was forced out. Yesterday, she said that the experience left her seriously ill. Uh, She said that her chairman lied to everyone about what happened behind the scenes and that there was a fabrication of an agreement by herself to stand down. For Bartolomeo's part, he said she was treated abysmally, but says he and the board did the right things by her. But he also said, Claire, that there's no need for Australia Post to apologise to Holgate. And that's really what Holgate is looking for. She told ABC TV's 7.30 report last night that she does want an apology. She also said that there's some sort of agreement that needs to be made between her and Australia Post and the government about her departure, and she hasn't ruled out legal action. The Senate committee is due to report at the end of the month. Safe bet, Claire, we'll be hearing more about this one. I think so. To COVID now, Claire, there's ongoing issues with vaccinations and blood clots. US regulators have called for a suspension in the use of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine after six cases of blood clots in 6.8 million doses were reported. Yesterday, Australia reported its second case of blood clots, likely linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah, we've had 700,000 doses of that vaccine administered in Australia. Two cases of blood clots now have been reported, as you say. That led the regulator, John Skerritt, to say that your chances of winning lotto are much, much higher. There's issues also reported this morning for Novavax. It's one of the vaccines that Australia has contracted. It's experiencing some manufacturing delays. We were expecting to get doses of the Novavax vaccine by the middle of the year. That could now be pushed later. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is putting our vaccination program on a war footing with twice weekly meetings of the National Cabinet. He says all leaders need to focus on making our vaccination program as good as it can be. That will kick off on Monday. Over to the US now, Claire, where crowds have gathered for the second night of protests in Minnesota in defiance of an overnight curfew. That was put in place after the fatal police shooting of 20-year-old black man Dante Wright in Minneapolis on Sunday. Yeah, more than 40 people were arrested on Monday night. Police also fired tear gas and stun grenades into the crowd to disperse them. There's fears that could escalate in the coming days. 
It's come at a particularly sensitive time in the US with the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin, the man accused of killing George Floyd, taking place nearby. That trial is in its third week and closing arguments are expected to be heard next week. Just a day after the US Secretary of State Tony Blinken warned China to keep its cool, 25 Chinese military jets flew into Taiwan's air zone, Claire. It's the largest breach of Taiwan's territory by China since the island began regularly reporting activity in September. Yeah, there's been a real step up in that surveillance by Taiwan. They say that they're getting a lot more pressure from China. There's lots of concern at the moment and also lots of eyes on this dispute. China, for quite some time, has wanted to reunify Taiwan with the mainland. They say that it's part of its territory. Those in Taiwan, of course, have a very different view of that. And they've had some recent high-profile backing uh, under the Trump administration Days from the US and that's continuing under Joe Biden. Yeah, and analysts say the exercises are a warning to Taiwan and the US that Beijing is prepared to use force if necessary to unify the island to the mainland. China and Taiwan have a complicated history, but luckily we released a shortcut on this topic just last week. A link to it is in your episode notes. Many of us know Siri, but less known is the company behind Apple's voice assistant. It's called Nuance and it's just been bought by Microsoft, Claire. Yeah, we certainly talked about it, didn't we, about how Microsoft now owns uh, Siri that just thought it was an Apple product. But no, it's actually quite a valuable business. And that deal is said to be worth 20 Australian billion dollars. So quite a rich one. What Microsoft plans on doing with that technology is to apply it to the healthcare sector, particularly for transcribing consultations and for the writing up of doctor's recommendations. There's some efficiencies there, they say, and they think it's going to be a very valuable uh, company play for them. Yeah, what Microsoft has said is that the deal would double its potential market in the healthcare industry to nearly $655 billion. People with early onset dementia, Claire, are often mistaken for having depression. And now Australian researchers found that low moods are linked to the deterioration in the pleasure system in the brain. It's incredible that, of course, the brain is part of us that we really don't fully understand. And these sort of new research projects that find out more and more are so very interesting, particularly when it comes to dementia and any of those sorts of conditions that uh, see brains deteriorate. What this latest study says is that it might not be that your old person's getting grumpy, uh, that they're getting sort of more and more distracted and don't really want to play ball uh, when it comes to joining you for dinner or going for a walk or whatever it is. It actually could be uh, a particular form of dementia setting in. Yeah, researchers say the findings could lead to an earlier diagnosis. They say the loss of happiness could be a very early indicator of frontotemporal dementia long before doctors start to see changes in a person's memory or cognition. And before we get to squeeze the day, Claire, England has reopened after a very long lockdown and many have headed straight to the shops and pubs for the first time in three months. For some, though, Claire, they couldn't wait to get back in the hairdresser's chair. <laughs> yes, yeah, some really fantastic before and after pictures. Of course, <laughs> England has been in lockdown since the 5th of January. It's been a really long one over their winter. So lots of shaggy people coming out to get tidied up. Yeah, I'd imagine there would have been quite a few home haircuts during that time, Claire. <laughs> 
On to Squiz the Day, and speaking of dementia earlier, the chair of Dementia Australia, Graham Samuel, addresses the National Press Club in Canberra today. What have you got, Claire? I'm looking at the start of the Australian Swimming Championships. They're going to be on until Sunday on the Gold Coast. Some really interesting timings there too because, of course, they're getting ready for Tokyo and there's a time zone adjustment that they need to make. Yeah, it's really not long now to the Olympics. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.